Welcome to this week's Three Shifts Edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's July 17th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, WhatsApp business is growing fast, with now over 50 million active merchant users. Two, SiriusXM invests in podcast advertising and analytics in a race against Spotify. Three, Palantir files to go public amid strong growth and mixed environment for surveillance. Shift 1. WhatsApp business is growing fast, with now over 50 million active merchant users. Facebook subsidiary WhatsApp revealed that WhatsApp business, launched in January 2018, now has over 50 million active merchant users. This number represents a tenfold increase from the over 5 million businesses it reported in January 2019. While users of the WhatsApp business app are primarily small to medium-sized businesses, the platform also has, quote, thousands of larger businesses, end quote, using its API. WhatsApp business helps merchants communicate with current and potential customers. Businesses can provide customer service through direct messaging, facilitated by features such as automated greetings, quick replies to frequently asked questions, away messages, and business profiles. Merchants can also market to WhatsApp's over 2 billion users through direct messaging, integrated product catalogs, viewed by over 40 million users per month, and QR codes that users can scan to start a chat. Catalog links can be shared externally, for example in Instagram posts or Facebook ads, and QR codes incorporated in offline formats to draw users into the WhatsApp ecosystem. The app is currently free to use. However, Larger businesses pay a fee per message to use WhatsApp Business API, though responses to customers within 24 hours are free. There are over 60 official API partners that can help businesses implement the API, with targeted solutions by use case and industry vertical. WhatsApp is currently the most popular messaging app in the world, followed by Facebook Messenger, but has struggled to fully monetize its assets. It backed off of ads in WhatsApp in January 2020, in favor of a WhatsApp business strategy for monetization. The long game for WhatsApp business includes payments, both e-commerce and peer-to-peer, integration with Facebook ads, and paid business services. WhatsApp business is available in the US, UK, Germany, India, Indonesia, Brazil, and Mexico, with plans to roll out worldwide. India, with over 15 million merchants, and Brazil, over 5 million merchants, are its two largest markets. WhatsApp's payment ambitions in those markets have, however, run into some roadblocks. In 2018, it piloted payments in India, which was supposed to be its first payments market, but has been waiting on government approval for two years. In Brazil, it rolled out payments last month, only to have regulators suspend it after just nine days of operation. India, Brazil, and Indonesia, WhatsApp's top three markets and users outside the U.S., continue to be squarely in Facebook and WhatsApp sites as it targets these rapidly digitizing countries for growth. Facebook, as part of its $5.7 billion investment in Reliance's geo platforms in India, plans to integrate Geomart ordering into WhatsApp. It also has a deal with Indonesia-based Gojek to help digitize small businesses. WhatsApp business also represents Facebook's larger push to draw smaller businesses, who are increasingly moving to digital and social channels to operate, to its platforms. In May 2020, it rolled out a shop storefront on Facebook, with Instagram to follow. 
The new offering will help businesses set up free, customizable storefronts powered by third-party services. It is, however, facing heated competition from other global players, especially in India, where Amazon and Walmart's Flipkart are also targeting the digitization of neighborhood Kiranas. To read more content related to big tech expansion and e-commerce, check out our July 15, 2020 brief, Who Will Be the Next Set of Big Tech Firms? And our May 22, 2023 Shifts Edition, Facebook pushes into social commerce with the shop's storefront. Shift 2. Sirius XM invests in podcast advertising and analytics in a race against Spotify. This past week, Sirius XM acquired podcasting platform Stitcher from broadcasting company EW Scripts for $265 million cash, with an additional $60 million if Stitcher hits targets. Stitcher, which has tools to create, distribute, and monetize podcasts, was once considered a leading podcast platform, but now trails Apple and Spotify. With the acquisition, Sirius XM gains exclusive podcast content, a total reach of over 150 million listeners, and Stitcher's mid-roll advertising network. Podcast advertising and analytics are top of mind for Sirius XM. The mid-roll ad network, which connects advertisers with over 300 podcasts based on target audience, is expected to help Sirius XM deepen its position in digital audio ads with, quote, precision targeting, ad efficiency, and improved measurement. End quote. The Stitcher deal comes less than a month after Sirius XM's acquisition of podcast management platform Simplecast, which lets podcasters distribute podcasts and analyze their consumption, for example, by episode and geography. Stitcher and Simplecast join a stable of recent Sirius XM acquisitions that include ad supported internet radio company Pandora for $3 billion in September 2018 and audio ad tech arm AdsWiz acquired by Pandora for $145 million in May 2018, as well as a recent $75 million investment in audio platform SoundCloud in February 2020. These acquisitions support SiriusXM's ambitions to be the leading audio ad network for music and podcasts, as it diversifies from its satellite radio business, which has 36 million paid subscribers. Podcasting, in particular, is the fastest-growing segment in audio entertainment. These ambitions are centered on Pandora, which began incorporating podcasts in December 2018 with an emphasis on AI-powered discoverability and personalization at the episode level through its podcast genome project, similar to its music genome project. In 2019, it launched the Pandora for Podcasters self-service hub enabling creators to submit their show's RSS feed, similar to Apple and Spotify's podcast platforms. Last month, Pandora introduced a podcast's analytics tool designed to offer podcasters data about their audience and performance on Pandora. For example, listener locations, unique listeners, listening time, stream counts, and thumbs up and thumbs down. Pandora is building on its existing audio advertising business that has targeting data, audio programmatic platform, and direct sales capabilities. Its successful partnership with SoundCloud to let advertisers buy SoundCloud inventory directly through Pandora has an aggregate reach of over 100 million unique listeners. It also plans to integrate AdsWiz's programmatic technology and dynamic ad insertion with Simplecast's podcast management to power ads. With podcast analytics, SiriusXM and Pandora are going head-to-head against competing platforms Apple, Spotify, and Google. Apple has offered podcasting analytics since December 2017, Spotify launched Spotify for Podcasters in August 2019, 
offering listener data, for example, music preferences, age, gender, location, and listen time by episode. And last month, Google Podcasts launched its own analytics offering. Spotify in particular has been making aggressive moves to capture the podcast space, rolling out an interactive ad format on episode pages, video podcasts, record with friends remote podcasting features, and a feature to turn a video chat into a podcast. This is in addition to its spate of acquisitions, most recently $196 million for The Ringer, and investments in content. For example, a $100 million-plus exclusive deal for Joe Rogan's podcast, as well as exclusives with DC Comics and Kim Kardashian West. In its Q1 2020 report, it had over 1 million podcasts on its platform and saw triple-digit growth in podcast consumption year over year. To read more content related to podcasting and streaming platforms, check out our December 3rd, 2019 brief, Spotify's Podcast-Driven Growth in the Trajectory of Podcasting, and our October 24th, 2019 brief, Disney Plus in the Age of Streaming Video Awards. Shift 3. Palantir files to go public amid strong growth in mixed environment for surveillance. Earlier this month, data analytics firm Palantir, founded in 2004, filed to go public via direct listing or IPO and could be listed as early as this fall. The filing comes as Palantir grows its sales team and projects $1 billion in revenue in 2020, up 38% over 2019, becoming cash flow positive for the first time in the firm's 16-year history. In parallel, Palantir is raising nearly $1 billion, with $550 million already secured from partners Sampo Holdings and Fujitsu, reportedly at a valuation between $26 billion and $30 billion. Palantir is known for its work with government agencies, often on sensitive and in some cases controversial projects in areas like surveillance and border control. It has over $1.5 billion in U.S. federal contracts for clients such as the CIA, NSA, Navy, Army, Space Force, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Center for Disease Control, and Health and Human Services, in addition to local law enforcement, private companies, and foreign governments. Palantir specializes in helping clients find connections and insights across their large, disparate datasets, using software combined with consulting services. Its flagship data platforms are Gotham and Foundry. Gotham is used by governments to integrate, analyze, and interrogate data from different source systems using human-driven analysis. Foundry, a newer platform used by 98% of clients, helps corporate clients pull together disparate data in one place for front-end analysis, using more automation and fewer on-site engineers. Palantir's growth has been driven in part by a need for health surveillance and government tracking to curtail the spread of COVID-19. For instance, it was recently reported to be working to organize information for HHS Protect, the new system that will replace the CDC's data gathering network. It also has contracts with the Department of Veterans Affairs, the NIH, in the UK's NHS, and has reportedly been pitching its solutions across Europe. Palantir's planned public listing right now is interesting given its controversial history and the current sentiment around surveillance. Protests against police use of facial recognition have put pressure on tech firms, causing Amazon, Microsoft, and IBM to pull back on their facial recognition efforts. As we have seen in the past, however, a major expansion of government powers, even in response to an emergency situation, tends to be sticky. In the near term, we are likely to see more surveillance, generating tailwinds for companies like Palantir, an autonomous drone in border surveillance firm Anduril, also backed by Peter Thiel.
As we emerge from this pandemic, however, the pendulum will swing back towards privacy regulation in democratic countries. To read more content related to facial recognition and government surveillance, check out our June 12th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Tech Firms Pull Back on Facial Recognition, and our April 15th, 2020 brief, Geolocation Tracking in the Expansion of Government Surveillance. That's it for this week's Three Shifts edition. If you'd like to read more Six Pages content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on what's actually new about low-code and no-code software development. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts edition. Three Shifts edition.